Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascosta. All right, I'll admit right off the bat, this is the nastiest book title we've ever had on the show. But would you believe at the center of this erotic fantasy is a heart of gold? Just hunker down and power through the smut, folks, no matter how nasty Ganesh gets. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called uh, Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascosta. Probably the first title I've felt disgusting just saying. So we'll see the book. I mean, who's the, this, this can't be good. This is bad. Ganesh, how'd you, what, what is this on your recommended reading list? <laughs> how'd, how'd you stumble upon this? Well, believe it or not, this has just about 6,000 Amazon ratings, so it's one of the most popular erotica books on Amazon.com. So I just thought we'd get in here and see what it's all about. I guess this would be a good time to say it's the first free episode of 2023. We've released a couple on Patreon. Uh, 2023, according to our fearless leader, Ganesh Sarma, is the year of making the boys blush. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing a lot of erotica. Last year was the year of nonfiction. A lot more boring, but a lot of self-help, a lot of self-help, which clearly didn't work because now we're reading a book called Morning Glory Milking Farm. Yeah. Opposite effect. The picture on the front of this book is just straight. I don't know. It's like tame, but also evokes the nastiest images I could conjure. It's a big jug of milk with hands oh, and gloves. Is that milk? I don't. Yeah. I think Christ. it is. It has to be. Otherwise, I'm going to hang up the call. Looks so like heavy it's, cream. It's milk to me. It's 2% milk. Um, and if it isn't, I quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's it though. This year, not just year making the boys blush, it's year of me and Shane trying to cope with what's being read to us and make sense of it all without losing our minds. Uh, which by the way, on Patreon, we did a choose your own adventure adult version last week where we resisted all of Ganesha's efforts to make us have sex and instead chose death a number of times this year. It's, it's a slog. All right. Ganesha's putting us through the ringer so far. It's February. All right. Well, before we get into it, how are you fellas doing for everybody who, uh, is just tuning in to our first episode since December, Ganesh had a baby. I had a healthy baby boy. I want the party uh, favor noise again. Every time we talk about your baby, I want that party noise. Healthy baby boy, 10 fingers, 10 toes, and uh, a podcaster's intuition. How does it feel to be a father? I feel good. Yeah, you think you got it down pat? I know, you know, it's been, what, a month and a half? You feel like you got it, you're good. You're, it's all gravy. I feel like I have a handle on things for the most part. Yeah, you get a lot of sleep. I went in preparing for the absolute worst, mm -hmm. and it hasn't been that. So it's, I think, it's been pretty good. Okay. You sound like a father now. 
Before you sounded like a child. Now yeah. you sound like a father. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? A yeah. month ago, I sounded like a child. That's right. You yeah. sound like a sweet little baby, an innocent newborn. And now you sound like a stern father figure when you read Morning Glory Milking Farm to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's concerning. <laughs> well, congrats. Three cheers for you uh, and your wife and your baby. When's he going to guest on the show? You got a fourth chair ready for him. Once he gets past saying more than three different syllables, I'll bring him on the show. He can already say two syllables. It's been a month. Yeah, he can say ah, uh huh, and he can say bah. Whoa. Those are the first two letters of the alphabet right there. Sometimes he can say ma. I want his his first words on the podcast. That's what we got to do. Let's be out to the listeners. Yeah, they're going to be like and subscribe. Uh-huh. <laughs> five stars. Give us a call. Five, six, seven, three, oh, nine, oh, three, five, seven. Okay. Well, enough about your baby. He's a cute baby. I've seen him. Beautiful baby. He's beautiful. Expressive face. Shane's getting a dog. How about that? Is that? Oh, yeah. Is that public information, Shane? Did I just blow the top off of the latest gossip? Well, we're in the running. We'll see. Oh, this is a popular dog. I mean, it's a cute dog. It's a puppy. Just been thinking about puppies and think we're going to get a puppy. Well, that's fun. I got nothing going on. Nothing new in you my know, life. Uh, what else? You got something. Did you yeah, get something? That, that looks like a new shirt you're wearing. Oh, I have an ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stomach ulcer. Stuck a little uh, robot tube down my throat and saw some disturbances in my stomach, and now I'm on medication. That's my big news. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. Well, geez. This has turned to... This I is feel your south. pain. I've got a stomach thing myself oh do you want to tell everybody what you did the nasty business you did the other day i'll start it off the other day ganesh comes to us and says i made the nastiest sandwich ever wait 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 we were at dinner that's true that's true we were and he brings up some foul food stuff at dinner anyway he goes i made the nastiest sandwich ever and i thought it was nasty in like the colloquial way like oh like i made a i made a sick sandwich like it was a great sandwich but no you meant nasty in the traditional sense of disgusting can you tell us what was on it? Uh, shredded buffalo chicken. Okay, you get, you're get burying the lead there. What was the age? <laughs> Unclear. Weeks? I don't know about... Uh, you told us it was a week and a half old chicken. It might very well have been a week and a half. I don't want to take full blame for that because when you're off work and you're doing and you're just raising a baby every day time just every day just kind of runs together i have no idea when i made that those wings that doesn't no clue. that doesn't in any way absolve you of blame in fact it reinforces the blame onto you okay so there was that nasty chicken aged to perfection what else some blue cheese oh that'll do it that's but <laughs> again with blue cheese hard to tell because it's it's already moldy <laughs> it comes so, rotten yeah that's true yeah. But it, that also doesn't get better with age. Anything else? Any other kind of toppings on there? There was also, I think, a little bit of Swiss. How was that at least new or old? Uh, was it hard? Pretty old. It was pretty old Swiss. Jesus Christ. And what kind of bread were you working with? Just two fucking coffee grinds? What the fuck? What kind of sandwich? <laughs> a couple of fresh pieces of sourdough. Oh, well, that's lovely. Too bad it went to waste. So, yeah, you've been uh, sh- shitting water for three days now. <laughs> Gave myself a weird case of food poisoning. Weird. <laughs> weird sounds, is <laughs> That sounds like a completely appropriate food poisoning. When you told us you ate that sandwich, I was like, man, this guy's a fucking horse, dude. Because you were like out and about. We were doing stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, you're, fine. you're just trucking through this nasty sandwich. No. Just took a day. Took a day to kick in. Knocked you right out. Yeah, you're looking good. You're looking a little clammy, but otherwise, <laughs> you look strong as an ox. A father's resilience. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let that be a lesson. Throw chicken away after a certain amount of time. Don't eat old meat. 
Write it, right. write some dates on your chicken and toss it. Well, it's a disgusting start to our first episode of the year. Uh, on that note, <laughs> I thought we were going to get a reprieve, but no, I just remembered a reading uh, Morning Glory Milking Farm. Inish, do you want to <laughs> you want to read us a synopsis of this year's book? Violet is a typical down on our luck millennial, mid twenties, overeducated, and drowning this? in debt. When is this book? Mid twenties. This came out last. Do people know what millennials are? This is Gen Z solidly. Don't pin this on me. I don't go to the Morning Glory Milking Farm. On the verge, moving into her parents' basement, when a lifeline appears in the form of a very unconventional job in neighboring Cambrick Creek, she has no choice but to grab at it with both hands. Morning Glory Farm offers full-time hours, full benefits, and generous pay with no experience needed. There's only one catch. The clientele is grade A, certified prime beef with the manly media endowments to match. That's actually this uh, the log line for the Let's Stop There podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's what our that's what we send out with our, our material to publicists. It's on our t-shirts. They don't sell. Hands-on work with Minotaurs. What? Isn't some <laughs> Minotaurs? We're in a fantasy world, huh? Four legs. Five if you count the uh Hey now. The gizmo down there. <laughs> Sheesh. Well, I thought Minotaurs were two legs. No, no, sir. Two arms. I thought, sure. I centaurs. Four, four legs. legs. Well, hold on. Now oh, I got yeah, it. you're right. Minotaurs are the uh, lower bodies of a, a person. Oh, and, you're right. Uh, they stand upright. Uh, but they're like a bolt on top or yeah, something? Yeah, they are. Okay. I was thinking, I was hoping it was a centaur because I like the image better of four legs on the ground with two arms crossed while they milk away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You want, you want this? This sweet millennial milking horse dick instead of a human dick. It's a it's a it would be a centaur, not a horse. Okay, they have a personality and agency. Yeah. He could say he could say stop. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they they might have twenty twenty vision or they might wear glasses. That's true. <laughs> My God, a centaur with bifocals. Could you imagine? <laughs> Hands on work with mentors isn't something Violet ever considered as a career option, but she's determined to turn the opportunity into a reversal of fortune. Now, I don't want to make the, I don't want to get too disgusting right off the bat, but I could see why you would need hands on help with a centaur. But a minotaur, he's got human hands. He can just crank it himself, dude. What's the Wait, problem? Does he? I'm pretty sure. Doesn't he? Yeah. If he's, or, yeah, okay. he's got hands. Human... I'm looking at All He's got right. fingers. He's got enough Maybe... to work with to let loose down there if he Maybe really he wants can't. to. Maybe they can't bend. Their arms are too short. Oh, he's got like little T-Rex arms. (laughs) That's why they're so angry. Minotaurs are classically angry in in depictions. So yeah, it's because they can't jack off. All right. You know what's funny? Street sharks are basically minotaurs, but with the fish. Why haven't street sharks taken off in uh, the mythological sense the way minotaurs have? Uh, It's a conspiracy against them. Yeah. I'm into, I'm into some Street Sharks fanfic. Next time we roll around fan fiction, put that on the list. You put it on the list. Okay. I'll make a mental you got, note. You got a list over there, right? Like, it's all, my mind's a steel trap. I just figured you'd have a bunch of less stop there post-its around your workstation. No, no, no. I don't write. I'm not a writer. When a stern, deep-voiced client begins to specially request her for his sessions maintaining her professionalism and keeping him out of her dreams is easier said than done violet is resolved to make a dent in her student loans and afford name brand orange juice damn dude this is a fantasy world where minotaurs can afford luxury masturbation services and yet they're still student loans yeah. <laughs> all right shitty shitty Oof. all right
Well, that's it. This is disgusting. This is going to be a bad <laughs> book. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to bed tonight uneasy. I'm not going to get a good night's sleep after this one. But that's part of the job. That's what we signed up for. <laughs> and that's what the people want. They've been begging for it. Make the boys blush, they said. Well, I'll blush all right. Full body, head to toe. You ready to jump in? Sure. Okay. We'll be right back with the first page of Morning Glory Milking Farm. By the way, book one in the Cambric Creek Sweet and Steamy Monster Romance series. Let's see. Maybe we'll dip into another book in the series down the line if this one gets Ganesha's rocks off. Goes well? <laughs> There's no way this goes well. This is going to go he's, terrible. He's excited. He's like bouncing out of his chair for this one. It's not what I wanted to read in the first place, but that idea was nixed. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little behind the scenes. Ganesha's first book was so rotten we had to veto it. <laughs> but it had a great name. This is Daddy's sec- Little Goat. This is second place. Yeah. Well, Morning Glory Milking Farm is, to t- be fair, title wise, significantly grosser. To be fair, I thought Daddy's Little Goat was in the same category as this book. I didn't think it was going to be weird. Misha's Amazon recommendations are all half man, half human hybrids getting jerked off (laughs) (laughs) all right i've got a type that's we'll be right back all right we're back reluctantly to read morning glory milking farm by cm nascosta what is c who is this who unleashed this onto the world? What else they got in their repertoire? Let's see. We got Chief Milker. Probably more of the same, if I had to guess. Like, if you've got a lane, you kind of. Yeah. Moon, moon-blooded moon breeding clinic. Jesus. Fuck. We're, <laughs> we're, we're wading into dark territory. Here. Yeah. This, this is, is like, this is beyond innocent erotica and more into like, I don't know. We're going to, things are going to start getting nasty in the in my Amazon cart here soon. All right. Let's get into it. The goal for every client is a plentiful, speedy collection. That is the expectation with which you will approach every shift, getting our clients in and out and on with their day, all while maintaining our quality protocols. A plentiful, speedy collection makes for happy clients and a productive farm. What? Okay. I'm just going to pretend like it's just, they're just milk and I'm like cows, just milk. 2% like Shane likes. I'm more of an oat milk guy. Well, they can't milk an oat, all right? Oh, they've done it. Somehow they did it. I've come to like oat milk. It's full bodied. It's pretty good. It's no minotaur milk. I'll tell you that much. The fox-like woman's beaming, sharp-edged smile froze. Her glinting canines transformed into something sinister and vaguely threatening as Violet tapped the laptop, pausing the video for the third time that morning. When they say fox-like, is that like a a human that kind of looks like a fox or is she a fox? Is this just a fully animal Zootopia style world? Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. That makes it easier to, that's an easier pill to swallow for me. You want to think about those characters in Zootopia just milking each other? I mean, you could do worse than that. Jason Bateman getting milked in Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a fully human Jason Bateman <laughs> with all the Zootopia animals. It's like a Roger Rabbit. That's yeah. how they do it. Mm-hmm. Nasty. She'd not yet made it past the introduction today, needing to repeatedly remind herself to breathe and stay upright and that she was home. So bolting out into the hallway and making a break for the elevator would make little sense, particularly if she wanted to avoid the uncomfortable scenario of her elderly neighbors hearing the sound of the video coming from her apartment and discovering what she was watching. This is was written in the era of Zoom. That's now. What are you talking about written in the era of Zoom? We're on on Zoom right now. I use Zoom every day. 
That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. This is yeah, recent. I saw it was published in 2021. This is a pandemic uh, read. This lady was this this person was going stir crazy in their house and came up with this nonsense. She thought a little Miss Old Mrs. Mulestein from down the hall, a withered, hunched crone with the beginnings of dementia, accidentally wandering into the wrong apartment, catching sight of the instructional video and having a stroke. Is that what you want? For the last thing that sweet old woman sees is some minotaur getting a tug job. Like she hasn't been around the block. She's yanked a couple minotaurs in her day. Her portal access was only good for another eight hours. Eight hours in which to decide whether or not she'd be a good fit for the team at Morning Glory Farm. If her jangling nerves and ever-present anxiety would allow her to take the plunge and click accept. The implication of her words and what exactly she'd be gripping if she took the job occurred to her then and she moaned in mortification. It wasn't the first preposterous mental image she'd concocted since leaving Cambrick Creek this afternoon. Rare we get a, a mortified moan. That's usually my speed. Those are my kind of moans. How's it go? <sighs> and Violet was certain, as she clicked play once more, that it wouldn't be the last. The job listing had seemed too good to be true. Now hiring, technicians and assistants, no prior experience required. On-the-job training, full bennies, flexible scheduling visit our website for more information and apply today two hundred seventy thousand dollars a year wow morning glory farm is a subsidiary of fizzle pharmaceuticals so what's the deal here now i don't want to get too deep into the lore just yet because maybe they'll explain it this isn't just your good old-fashioned sex work there is ostensibly some sort of benefit to farming this from minotaurs for a pharmaceutical company they put in this in like medicines or like you know cosmetics what's the deal pfizer's pumping it out that's true they're they're for pleasure this is like a medical procedure yeah you know they i'm not totally clear on what's in the uh covid vaccine could be this it's purely honorable and it's all medical and these guys just happen to have massive hogs we're on this this is a yeah you know what okay i've finally found a way to be happy with this book it's that this is a medically necessary <laughs> procedure that benefits the greater good of humanity and if a couple minotaurs get their jollies off hey that's just the price of that's just the price of uh science but again can they just be doing this themselves cut out no, the part of the part of the <laughs> the medical aspect of it is they can't know when it's going to come <laughs> They have to, it has to be a stranger's hand. Also, you can't just, co- what, you're going to collect it at home and mail it in? No, they got procedures. They got protocols. That's right. It has a short shelf life. I've seen commercials for people to mail in their stool samples places. Yeah, well, maybe that seems like something we should be doing instead of this. Violet had known it the moment it pinged on her hiring app, squinting at her phone screen and disbelief. There's a whole, there's like a whole HR apparatus here. They got (laughs) benefits. Like there's, yeah. She posts on LinkedIn. I just got a job at the milk farms, looking for milk farm. Her and her looking for work avatar. Senior milker. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bachelor's in uh, marketing. I'm looking for new opportunities to milk minotaurs. Two weeks vacation and full benefits, including dental. 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 She had no idea what a milking technician was, nor what it entailed. But the advertised starting salary was higher than any belonging to the handful of jobs open in her degree field. What, what is it? How much money do they say? 
Doesn't say. Damn it. None of which paid enough to comfortably keep a roof over her head. We can just infer that it's more than minimum wage. Six figs, you think? Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're there like six months. Maybe if you add in the benefits and the bonus, you get just north of six figures. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's an $85,000 a year job. Okay. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. For, no, for, for, for no experience? For entry-level Minotaur jerk-off? That's pretty good. If that's the floor, what's the ceiling? Ooh. Is it commission-based? <laughs> <laughs> number of doodles you yank gets you an extra 150? No, it's not number. It's a how you yank them. Oh, boy. It's quality. The family upstairs had chosen that moment to begin what sounded like a good old-fashioned barn-stomping square dance, reminding her that the roof over her head wasn't exactly anything to brag about, which made the fact that she struggled to pay her rent even more galling. Pumpkin, Daddy and I have been talking. Now, I know you're going to say no, but please just think about it, okay? We think you ought to consider coming home while you look for work. She'd practically been able to hear her mom raising a hand to hold off any protests and could easily imagine it. If you think you'd feel too crowded in the house now that Aunt Gracie's with us, we can clean out the loft over the garage. It would be like having your own apartment. Hey, now. You wouldn't need to worry about rent and you'd be out of that awful city. Just think about it, okay? Wow. A Fox News watcher over there. A very dangerous city you live in, huh? Wild minotaurs wandering around. Pushing people in front of trains. She gripped the phone with whitened knuckles, trying to hold back her tears until disconnecting. Her mom always seemed to know when to call. Always knew when she was at her lowest and most vulnerable. Always with an abundance of love. Overflowing with compassion and eager to help. But always at the worst fucking times. Moving to Bridgeton for grad school had always been a point of contention with her mother. Too dangerous, too expensive, too dirty, too far away. She hadn't wanted her only child move into the big city of Bridgeton, several hours away from her hugs and home-cooked meals, but Violet had been adamant. It was a bitter pill to swallow now, being forced to admit that her mom was not wrong in her assessment. There was a particular sort of indignity that came along with being simultaneously well-educated and in dire straits financially. She had done everything right, studied hard, made the dean's list, graduated with honors, but then by the time she had earned her bachelor's degree, her chosen job field required her master's, sending her back to school. She took out several loans to do so, confident that she'd begin her career immediately after graduation. Her part-time job in the urban development office actually put her degree to use. A lot of backstory for presumably a audience of perverts who just want to read about minotaurs getting cranked. You gotta ease into it. <laughs> Can I hear about her urban development degree? All right. You know what? What am I complaining for? Yeah, bring it on. But they've been up front that it was unlikely to turn into a permanent position, not with the scads of people who had priority ahead of her. Bridgeton was too expensive, and Violet had come to admit that she didn't actually love living in the middle of a big urban city. She's not cut out for this big city life. All right. Not like us. Bridgeton. You're looking up Bridgeton. The mean streets of Bridgeton. It's clearly a fake place, but no. You ever heard that phrase, a Bridgeton Minute? New Jersey. Of course there's a Bridgeton in New Jersey. Or Missouri. Definitely not. The show me state? I don't think so. They don't take kindly to Minotaurs in Missouri. She was tired of struggling to pay her rent, and she was certain she was giving herself an ulcer, stressing over her inability to pay her loans. Hey, take it easy, all right? I'm insensitive. Now, here was this job a potential lifeline if she got it. 
So she clicked the apply now button without another moment of hesitation. Anything would be better than moving home. Who cares what it's for? Well, famous last words, she'd been forced to admit the previous day, squirming in her seat as the training video had been queued up, glancing surreptitiously at the other prospective new hires in attendance, a green-skinned woman with broad shoulders and curving tusks, hmm. whose long black braid sat heavily on her shoulder. What is that, an arc? Orc? Orc? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Maybe a dinosaur person? A slender troll who'd scarcely ah. looked up from her phone since they'd entered the video room. An anxious-seeming young man with long rabbit ears who carried a water bottle emblazoned with it, the local university's logo. That's adorable. And a pair of goblins who seemed to know each other. There was not another human in sight, but Violet had been half expecting that. The interview process had been simple, an online portal to apply, followed by a video call during which she'd been asked about her work history and organizational skills. She'd been invited to visit the facility for the final step in the process, traveling to Cambert Creek, a neighboring suburb that boasted a multi-species population. A longer commute than she'd been hoping for, but as the GPS led her through the sub suburb's quaint downtown, past shops and restaurants, until housing developments gave way to agriculture and industrial parkways, she reminded herself of the full benefits that were offered. Two weeks vacation. The aesthetic design of the building went out of its way to invoke the friendly feeling of a neighborhood farm, both inside and out. Artificial turf in the lobby with the ceiling painted to look like the summer sky. Hmm. Kind of patronizing. You don't like that? Nah. If I'm a minotaur who just wants to go get my rocks off, I'm not trying to walk through the fucking Ronald McDonald farm to get there. Maybe they're medical heroes. They're not just getting the rocks off. You're right. I forgot. I need to frame it that way. These guys are making a sacrifice because what they can produce is priceless medically to the world. They also use it to make lip gloss. <laughs> Both. Yeah, what do you think it does? What are the what's your guess of the it's medical? Like, it's like whale blubber. They use it in everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like fish oil. It just helps like, heart healthy. I don't know. What do they do? It's a industrial lubricant. Well, if it's like ivermectin, it's just like for dog worms or something. I think it's for bone health. Dog bone health. All right. Well, we can only guess. Hopefully they tell us. They had spared no expense creating the visuals, Violet thought as she filled out tax forms. The farmhouse aesthetic ended with within the sterile white hallways of the employee corridors, the synthetic turf flooring of the lobby giving way to a smooth linoleum and bright colors smoothing out to cool eggshell and ice blue. Welcome to Morning Glory. We appreciate you taking time out of your days to visit the farm. The tiefling standing before them had cool blue skin and the curling horns of a ram and her smile was wide. Pretty cool. Today, we'll be giving you a tour of the facility, as well as the opportunity to register for our online portal and watch some process videos. Your portal access is good for 24 hours, in which time you'll need to decide whether you'll be a good fit for our team. If the answer is yes, you can input your schedule availability and you'll be put into the rotation for the following week. 24-7, I'm available for this. Let's stop there. All Live right. to milk. All right. Well, let's... Uh, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm feeling better about this. This is all above board yeah it's very it's very thoughtful <laughs> and uh brilliant even yeah it's some would even say it's uh it's necessary it's something that has to happen so it might as well be her that does it okay do minotaurs wear pants or are they just kind of like they were levi 501s and they have to <laughs> unzip and pull it down for this lady i don't know, let me look at the pictures i have a bunch of minotaur pictures up they're wearing what appears to be kind of a, a common theme is like a sort of a not like a toga or like a oh, okay minotaur oh 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a little uh, skirt kind of thing. A little wrap around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just That's to, sensible. Just to cover their modesty. But you'll notice easy access because you're going to want to yank that thing off and get to work. All right. Let's jump ahead now. We'll be right back with more Morning Glory Milking Farm by CM Nascosta. All right, we're back, and we're reading Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascosta. Presumably our lead character here has gotten the job milking the minotaurs. <laughs> so let's see what that entails. What's going on here? You got to go through training first, I'm, I'm sure. There's certainly a, like a, a training period where you can get fired on the spot for doing something wrong. Our first appointment of the day had been one of the earners. Straightforward and easy. But her second appointment was not. She had hooked the collection tanks into place more times than she could count at that point, and had mastered the twist and click motion necessary to lock the heavy cylinders into the base. But as she stood beneath the upholstered bench, the minotaur waiting above, she could not make the tank cooperate. Wait, so it's not even like, it's not even manual work. She's just hooking up tubes and suction cups. <laughs> All right, that, makes, that also feels, I'm seeing now why this is a straight, straight on medical procedure. You know, our our good friend, the pneumatic tube, might be a part of this. Hey, somebody's got to use them. All the banks don't use them anymore. they got to repurpose those things. She could not make the tank cooperate. The minutes seemed to tick by as she struggled, the threading on the <laughs> tank refusing to find purchase, her face heating. Minotaur's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. Come on. Think I can keep this up all day? Don't cry. Do not cry. If you cry, you'll never be able to show your face here again. Uh, does it need to go counterclockwise? The minotaur called out leaning over the edge of the bench to peer down where she struggled. Hey, stay still up there. You don't want anything getting caught in my tubes. You probably need to go in at an angle, sweetheart. I love this Minotaur's voice. I am. She <laughs> gritted, not needing the extra sugar baby sweetheart bullsplaining that day. Hey, don't objectify me, Minotaur, with your dick in a hole in the table. Turning with a grunt of her own, Violet pushed, pulled a fresh tank from the rack, holding her breath as she tilted it into place, feeling it click immediately. There we go, she said weakly, attempting to channel some of Karimi's effortless cheer and failing utterly. Sorry about the holdup. We can get started whenever you're ready. <laughs> she starts it like a lawnmower. <laughs> pumping smoke. The incident seemed to have set her up for a free fall of bad luck the rest of the day. The bottle label was missing from the second appointment's clipboard, something she should have caught at the beginning of the session and would have caught had she not been running late from the disastrous first appointment. The only constant had been the friendly understanding from the endless line of bull men. The minotaurs waved off her tardiness, assured her she was doing fine, and that bad days happened. It lifted her spirits, distracting from the bad day until the purple sticker on the next clipboard. Her second last of the day brought her nerves back to crash around her like a wave breaking on a rocky shore. She recognized his broad back immediately. The dress shirt he wore had a subtle mint striping setting off the russet highlights in his messy hair. Damn, these are like business businessmen minotaurs. Ah, uh, business casual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no jacket, just a shirt. No pants either. Hey, well. That's part of the job. Which still fell into his face as it had that first day. He had not yet removed his pants, giving her... Oh, okay, he's got his dockers on, Austin. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's fine with me. Do they have tails? Yeah. 
Like cows swinging. That's what I think. Giving her a view of the way the fabric strained around his bulging thighs and well-rounded backside, thin tail swishing yep, as yep, he undid yep. his fly, pausing when he turned to face her. This guy can rock the hell out of some dockers, I tell you. How were you today? She had not had a chance to appreciate his voice on that first day, as nervous as she had been, but now the baritone resonance of it made her quake. There was a sharp edge of control in his voice, present even in the benign greeting, as though he weren't so much inquiring into her day as he was demanding she give him a report. I'm well. It's nice to see you again. I went into this thinking the Minotaurs were going to be nasty little freaks. What does that say about you, dude? I know. I guess I'm a piece of shit. Turns out she is grossly unprofessional. She should not be treating her clients like this. This is a this is a straightforward medical procedure. You don't need to be hounding over them like fucking drooling. This guy goes there every day. Hey. He's trying to do some good in this world. He's saving lives. All right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like giving blood, dude. They don't, you know, if you give blood every day, good on you. I don't think you can. Maybe your body you, has to make blood. You can if you don't if you go to a different one every day and you don't tell them. Uh. Violet suffered a moment of heart-clenching panic, wondering if she'd broken some social contract of non-acknowledgement. But he'd only nodded, the scrutiny of his chocolate brown eyes pinning her to the spot, in danger of being overtaken by the undertow in her mind until she turned away. Mamma mia. Once again, she found herself glad for the paper mask that hid the heat burning up her face. Oh, is there COVID in this world too? (laughs) No, she's just a medical professional. Also, yeah, why not? Yeah, that'd be funny if this world has orcs and minotaurs, but they're still the dreaded COVID-19 novel coronavirus is running amok. Actually, I suppose I'm well enough, she corrected, feeling marginally more secure once she had the shield of the breeding stocks between them. Oh, this has been a disaster of a day. I had a piece of machinery that wouldn't cooperate this morning, and it set me behind schedule for the whole afternoon. His little huff made her bite her lip, and she listened to the rustle of him stepping from his pants. She wondered if his hooves ever got caught on the hem of his legs, or if his tail ever got caught up in the seat. That's a good question, dude. These hooves must be tearing up dockers all over the town. They gotta wear, like, a special pants. Yeah, you would think. Maybe they keep their hooves in a sock. (laughs) That's a novel idea. Or perhaps they file them down. And they call them souks. Hmm. No, that's a thought. Socks for hooves. Yeah, I got it. I'm saying hooves. You you are saying, you say, I'm trusting you. You're the one from that kind of place that has hooves. 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 (laughs) Hooves. I think it's just hooves. Your file almost didn't make it into my rotation. Kanish, how do you say it? Hooves. Hooves. (laughs) All right, we got hooves, we got hooves, and we got hooves. Hooves. See, sucks. Sucks for your hooves. Hooves. Does that make me the origin of all your bad luck? Her eyes raised in surprise to the bench above her, but the Minotaur had not yet approached. I guess he's not on his lunch break today. She never expected conversation from any of the clock watchers, and the slight levity in his deep voice was a curiosity. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm crossing my fingers that the last client of the day doesn't have any complications. Well, then we better get started so you're not late to your last appointment. It was unmistakably a command, and she jumped to comply, pulling a tank from the rack. Let me just get the tank for you to fill up, buddy. (laughs) I'll try to time my inconveniences for later in the day next time. Violet held her breath as his shadow moved over the opening in the bench, his big legs swinging over, listening for the scrape of his hooves on the turf, (laughs) and anticipating the moment when he would fill the hole. Yikes. (laughs) 
Oh, dear. But nothing happened. Nothing oh. happened. He got stage fright up there, big guy. The light from overhead <laughs> continued to shine down uninterrupted. The shadow of the Minotaur's horns casting down as he straddled the bench. Are you still in school? There was a slightly suspicious edge to that question, and she knew she ought not to answer it, despite the way her mouth opened to comply immediately. Uh-huh. Giving out personal information to the clients was not advisable, blurring the edges of the professional distance the milking associate maintained from their lower level. But there was something about the way he asked, something in the way he held back from settling against the bench. Violet couldn't decide if he was trying to determine if she was an actual adult, perhaps feeling guilty over the fact that he had evidently enjoyed the way she'd milked him enough to request her again. Oh, you can make requests? Alright, now I'm oh, getting a little something's uh, not right here. Or if he was subtly insulting her, implying that he hoped she was pursuing an education so that this sort of job wouldn't be necessary. You seem dumb. You should go to school. I'm not. I finished grad school over a year ago, just waiting for a job in my field that actually pays the bills. Got my master's degree in jerking off minotaurs. He grunted in response, her answer obviously satisfying the unknown subtext of his question. For a moment later, she heard the creak of the upholstery as he leaned forward and her hands twitched in anticipation. She could still feel the weight of him in her palms even now, despite the number of bulls she had handled since then. Oh dear. Yeah. It's real difficult out there now, especially if you're just entering the marketplace. Entry level isn't what it used to be. What is this? You got a fucking networking in here? Come on. <laughs> Yank him off. Get it through the hole, buddy. We got other appointments today. It's definitely not. Fortunately, this place was hiring and I saw the ad at the perfect time. Well, do they treat you well here? It paused his movements again. Yeah, except they make me touch a bunch of Minotaur dicks all day long. Violet huffed in slight (laughs) impatience. He really was going to make her late for the next appointment at this rate. They do. Fair pay, full benefits. Couldn't ask for more. Fair pay for an honest day's work. I know the value of a dollar. That's good. That's good to hear. They're extremely generous to clients. It's a relief to hear that they treat the employees well. As, uh, I suppose I should let you get started. The time seemed to move in slow motion as he settled his weight against the bench, his cock filling the hole ah. and blotting out the light. Oh. Heavy balls <laughs> swinging. I can imagine this scene. There's the, the light fading from her face. Like an so wait, she's just under a table? Yeah, cowering under a table. My God. It was already hard, Violet observed. Hard, hard, fully erect, and already purling pre-cum. Yikes! Sheesh! <laughs> oh, no, no way, dude. No. Sentence jail. Bam. I'm going to smack, I'm gonna smack <laughs> it into the newspaper for saying that. God. It's <laughs> for science, dude. No, there's some things, you know, science ain't worth it. She wondered if their brief conversation had turned him this on. Shit, this shit better cure cancer, dude. This pre-cum better cure my cancer, all right? Otherwise, this ain't cool. Same cool with me. If it was the knowledge that she wasn't some barely legal uni student that put his mind at ease and made his dick hard, wondered if his erection had stiffened and grown in anticipation of her stroking him again as he sat straddling the bench, his big balls <laughs> contracting in need with her just underneath. Watch them just turn this stuff into like deodorant or something. <laughs> This is going to be degree men's. He'd enjoyed the way she'd milked his balls dry enough to put in a request for her at the desk, she reminded herself. This doesn't sound like a very scientific way of describing this process, okay? I thought this was a business, legitimate business. The pearlescent bead of moisture glistening from the eye of his cock tip drew no her way. in like <laughs> a magnet. I like Sauron. Yeah. Her fingertip pressing into it, spreading it over the smooth pink of his head before pushing it. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear any more of this. Into the slit once more. I don't want to. Ew. 
earning a ragged breath from above. Just let me know if this is too much pressure, she murmured. Is that how their her penises work? That doesn't sound appealing. Her thumb and index finger meeting in a circle sliding over his head. The only response she received was a brief sigh. She began to massage over his head with the lubed ring of her fingers. Is she wearing gloves? I mean, she's wearing a mask. Oh, hopefully she's wearing <laughs> gloves, too. I'm understanding now what the mask is for. You don't want I thought sp- there were tubes that did <laughs> all this. Yeah, what happened? I thought what happened yeah. with the tubes in the tank. She's giving him the personal treatment. This is foul. Do they fall in love? Or I don't want to. This feels cheap. <laughs> this foreskin moving easily beneath her hands. Mm, the they result. Don't, they don't circumcise these fellows, huh? The response to slipping her pinky. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> yes, it's too tough. Oh, dear. The response to slipping her pinky into the loose pucker of his foreskin. No way, dude. Stop. No, we gotta no, stop no, no, this. No, no. We gotta. We're calling it. We're calling Pulled it an back over his head was expected. A barely perceptible groan, but no pulling away. Like the last time, she slid the pad of her finger against a nerve-ending packed sheath. This is like the least sexy way to describe this, too. It's just... <laughs> It's clinical. It is clinical. It is clinical. Talk about ner- nerve endings. No way. He jerked when she rubbed against his frenulum, a choked groan escaping when she persisted back and forth. <laughs> Yoinks! Slipping her pinky free and using the loose skin to twist over his head, a constant motion to. What's she, she kept doing? Up. Fucking <laughs> I don't know. She's going nuts down there. I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is how you're supposed to do it. She's like doing um, like finger skateboard tricks on, on this thing. <laughs> Treating his thing like a tech deck. Constant motion she kept up until he made a noise deep in his throat, a growl of pleasure. Stop. And he swallowed down. His thick, his thick fingers curled around the edge of the bench above. You're doing it wrong. Stop it. <laughs> digging it, digging into the upholstery as though it might help him keep his grip on his rapidly dissolving composure. These beds are, they got to be hardcore, dude. Steel reinforced. This guy's up here jerking around like he's having a heart attack the weight of his cock was heft heavy and solid in her hands as she began to stroke his shaft from root to tip pressing into the base on her downstroke and teasing his slit every time she twisted over his head i'm sorry using both hands to move in a constant corkscrew not only is this disgusting it just feels anatomically wrong <laughs> this doesn't seem right this doesn't seem like what how you're about supposed it to, no, no, i can't even no Te- <laughs> no how would you do it Teasing his. <laughs> Don't say it. it. <laughs> That's not. So- <laughs> I'm not aware of that being an erogenous zone on a man, but well, maybe he's Minotaur. Maybe right. Minotaurs have a whole other thing going on down there. Can we stop? <laughs> he was unable to hold. I feel at this point, we got to see what happens. Where does it go? What's going to happen? What do you think? I know exactly Where what's going to happen. Where does it go? Where does it go in the bottle? And then yeah, fr- it goes in the tank. Okay, it goes in the tank, and then it gets shipped off to Pfizer Labs, and they put Hold it in on, a syringe almost, and inject it into got, CVS. Pharmacy. There, we might as well finish it out. He was unable to hold in his groan, then deep and almost pained sounding, as if he were dragging a burdensome weight uphill, lamenting the exertion of keeping it aloft. The sound sending a bolt of excitement to her own sex until her knees began to shake. It's making my tummy hurt. I think Ganesha's Ganesha's food poisoning is transferred to me through his voice. She was unsurprised (laughs) when he began to push against the bench the same constrained movements he displayed the first time, so different from the wild bucking she'd grown accustomed to from her other clients. Instead, this minotaur moved his hips in a deliberate, slow thrust. He's a gentleman. She wondered if this is what it would be like to be fucked by the big bull. 
Excuse me. Slow, solid pounding, deep and exquisite. Each slam of his wide hips filling her completely. What's wrong with you? This is a client. Violet that's, knew that's her, right. Come on. Violet knew her inner voice was right, that this train of thought was completely inappropriate. What would the Milkers Association think if they knew you were having thoughts like this? The Minotaur continued to fuck into the tight ring of her hands. What? His heavy balls slapping he the back of to her wrist. Fuck into the tight ring of her hand. With every thrust, his deep moan, a strangled, half swallowed thing. And she remembered back to the very first client she'd observed when she was still shadowing Karimi and the way the antennae girl had uh, used the nozzle to tease uh, the spotted bull. What are we doing? We're getting into flashbacks here, mid jerk. <laughs> The minotaur above her jolted when she did the same, passing the sucking mouth of the nozzle over his screaming cockhead several times. Got a fucking Dyson down there. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these critters even have hands. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) The critters. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Man, what did you hit that you had? I didn't even want to know, but man. Ganesh just took a hard right off the highway into an exit. He hit something he saw was bad He hissed when she worked the nozzle down his cock at last, her hands immediately raising to the full testicles, unable to keep herself from cupping them and feeling their heavy (laughs) weight against her palms. Ouch. Got the testicles in there and the nozzle. He lowed as he came, a noise that could only come from a minotaur and one she'd never heard from any of the other clock watchers. Deep and resonant. Deep and resonant in his rich voice. As the green light flared to life on the machine, the hydraulic pump sucking on the head, slurping up his release more efficiently. Shut up. I can't believe any mouth could ever dream of attempt. I can't believe this is this is the first book we're reading back in the year. And a fresh explosion of excitement exploded between her legs at the thought. Well, okay. So there's a hydraulic pump. That's what I wanted to know. Let's stop there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for... I had to get that out of the way. I had to figure that one out. Well, I feel like this is. Uh... Is this the worst thing we've ever read? Probably, yeah. It's certainly. Yeah. I think. I think it's worse than all the fan fictions. Well, it's well written. Okay, you got to give it that. The world building. Do we Come have? On. Are there the any... world building's pretty good. Are there any sections that aren't about? Uh, sticking a vacuum cleaner on a minotaur's dick. Yeah, is there like lunch? Does he take her out to dinner or anything? I'm I'm jonesing for a food scene after that. Well, you're not picking the pages here, all right? So let's just chop, chop. Let's go to the next section. All right. We'll be right back with more of this sick shit. We're back. I'm feeling uneasy, but I'm at the mercy of our depraved host, Ganesh, and I'm ready to hear more Morning Glory Milking Farm, I guess. Ganesh, what's what's happening now? She had not yet visited the black sheep beanery when it wasn't crowded with bodies and was beginning to suspect the coffee house was packed with customers from the moment it opened until the point they needed to physically evict stragglers in the evening. Coffee house. Nothing nothing untoward happens in the coffee house. Let's get a, a macchiato. Would you like that with Minotaur's cream? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of milk you got back there? We got oat. We got almond. We got Minotaur. 
fresh from the farm. It had become a game for her, listening to the conversations of the different species that crowded together as a community. The tiefling behind the counter sighed as the small amphibious child pressed his webbed hands to the glass to ogle the confections What's within the case. Tiefling. The critters all have weird hands, yeah, Austin. Yeah, that's true. He, they couldn't do the job. What's a tiefling? Is that a real animal? Or is it a fake animal? What, how do you spell that? That's a website where they print t-shirts. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I googled it. A tiefling is a fictional humanoid race in the Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game. Okay. So is this a, a D&D kind of thing? A D&D milkers uh, fanfic that we ended up reading because Ganesha is... Uh, into that kind of stuff. It's broken his algorithm. Yeah, it checks out. They got ram horns and purple skin. Okay. I get it. Violet grinned as the child announced his selection, his mother groaning, correcting him that one of the elaborate desserts hadn't been an option. She wondered what sort of child a human and, and minotaur would have together, trying to imagine a baby with messy hair and velvety soft ears and a slender swishing tail. Can everybody make babies with everybody in this world? There's no limits, no rules. No rules, dude. All right. I accept. Oh, okay, literally, what is even wrong with you? You ovaries need to get a grip. You don't want kids for another decade. She was forced to concede that the voice in her head was right as she watched the child smear his small blue tongue over the glass in Man, front of she, the cake he wanted. She had a little minotaur baby. That shit, I mean, a terror in half. No way. You don't survive that. Yeah, you don't discipline a minotaur kid. You don't discipline. You don't give birth to one. That'll just, <clears throat> No way. Minotaur, Lydia Tar, all bad. That's the two Tars. Big year for Tar. Mm-hmm. Centaurs are good. They wouldn't do any of this mess. They're well-behaved. There was a tantruming toddler somewhere near the door behind her, as well as what sounded like a cluster of adolescents off to the side of the line. What can we get for you today? The horned cashier was addressing her. She realized, only just noticing that the little frog-like boy and his mother had moved on. Zero hefty dongs in this coffee shop. <laughs> Well, there are. They're just pantsed. Honeycomb latte, please. Medium. Violet had no doubt that there were other delicious offerings on the menu, but she was a creature of habit, and the decadent honey-drenched latte was too good not to order. You know, sounds pretty good. I, I've i been getting this honeycomb ice cream. It's pretty darn good. Where do you get that? Van Leeuwen. That sounds good. So is it like honeycomb? Is it just honey-flavored, or are there like chunks? Chunks. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'd eat that. What's the ice cream? It's like a vanilla ice cream? Minotaur. Yes, sir. It's <laughs> Minotaur and honey, honey chunk. Sounds good. I need it. Anything to get us away from this book for a, a few brief moments. <laughs> it's great. Good with me. And name for the order? She could feel the heat from the patron in line behind her. She gave what the cashier her name? her name, Violet. Oh. Violet. Suddenly stepping forward close enough that if she were to step backward, she'd be trotting over their toes. Back up. That's too close. The tiefling nodded, opening her mouth to speak when her eyes raised, her attention caught by something over Violet's head, her lips quirking up in a half smile before nodding. A large red eye, cream, <gasps> no sugar, and whatever floofy dessert drink she's ordering, and maybe one of those caramel pecan twists. I know that voice. That's the uh, the mystery bull. Mm -hmm. What's his name, I wonder? Gerald. <laughs> Bro, I was also thinking Gerald. No, you were I not. I was about to say Gerald, and you said Gerald. It's Jerry. Oh, his friends call him Jerry. Jer. Wow, Ganesh. Well, we're on like a uh, cosmic. Same, same wavelength here. Yeah. We're picturing the same bull. Yeah, same bull. Same hefty uh, 
unit. Uh-huh. She stiffened when the unseen too close patron spoke, realizing her ovaries hadn't been imagining things. His deep resonant voice, just as decisive and firm as it had been. That's my guy. When it rang across the milking room floor. That's my big guy. Let me get the tank. Violet felt her insides turn to jelly at the sound of it. Her knees joining suit a moment later when a huge warm hand landed on the center of her back, gently moving her aside to take her place, swiping his card and completing the transaction for her coffee. Nice. He huffed a familiar delicious sound that went to the that place between her thighs she dreamed of him licking. A fantasy that spurred suppositions over how rough his tongue was. How could that even work, man? Those horns are going to tear your legs up. He can't get down there. Does he have a snout? Yeah. He's got a snout. <laughs> he's got a snout and he's got one of those rings in his nose like a bull. Well, that might feel pretty good, actually. I'm telling you, those horns on the side of the head, no way. No way you're getting that between your legs. What if you you used them like a leg rest? What if it's like, yeah, it's like, no, you got to like turn sideways. So it's like interlocking. So you're not, you're not going, oh, um, but then like, the horn no, might get no, you no. in the butt. I you can't fools, huh? you just stick styrofoam on the top so they can't poke you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's got little rubber mm-hmm. caps he puts on him. All right, I guess they thought of everything in this hell world. Would his tongue be velvety smooth or textured and coarse? It's rough like a cat. Would he press it into her and lick her clit until she came? No, he's a a selfish lover. In this particular daydream, the taste of her would drive him crazy. His thick cock would already be drooling pre-cum in anticipation. This author is obsessed with (laughs) pre-cum. Never heard pre-cum so much in my life. Hey, it's big year for it. <laughs> Forget you're making the boys blush. It's the year of pre-cum on Let's PC. Stop There. Sure hope my parents don't tune into this one. And he would flip her before the tremors of her orgasm would even be over. He would enter her from behind and make her clench around his girth as he bumped into her with those slow, solid thrusts, his heavy Boink. balls slapping against her <laughs> trembling clit. Yay, yowzer. I thought we were getting coffee. Okay, geez. I Come did on. too, dude. I want a scone. I want a coffee. I want to sit and read a book. All right. I don't need this mess in my life. Fancy meeting you here. His voice was a rumble of thunder caught in the mountains. And her eyes darted around wildly, taking in his perfectly tailored dress pants, ending in a neat tuck above his jutting hawks, his polished ebony hooves. (laughs) Hawks? Goodness gracious. His polished ebony hooves with no scuff in sight. Damn, ebony. This dude does sound sexy as hell. I can't really deny that. Yeah. Well, it's crazy that they just go raw. Raw dog in their hooves. I mean, it is basically nature's shoe. There's no Air Jordans in this world. Not for hooves. Those are Air Sea Biscuits. (laughs) The Sea Biscuit Fives. Yeah. Yo, you rocking the Sea Biscuit Fives? Well, I suppose this means you can't say Minotaurs aren't buying you drinks when you're out and about. Well, no, I suppose I can't, she murmured, face heating. She felt the weight of his eyes moving over her slowly and deliberately. You think he has an American Express, but instead of a human head, it has a little Minotaur head? She wished she'd taken a little bit longer on her hair that morning. Uh, but at least she was wearing decent clothes and not just leggings and a crop top. Not wearing my usual rags. She had decided weeks earlier that one of her favorite things about working at the farm was the provided uniform, leaving her free to dress as comfortably as she wanted to for her drive. My favorite thing about work is the nice uniform they give me, and my second favorite thing is the big industrial tanks I hook up to these <laughs> minotaur penises. She watched his <laughs> eyes travel the short distance <laughs> up her unremarkable frame before they finally... N- made their way to hers and she was unable to read the charged expression in them. 
He probably doesn't even like humans. Well, you, d- you didn't need d- to do that, you know. He had not removed his hand until the bag had been passed across the counter, and she still felt the phantom weight of it, heavy and warm on the small of her back. What exactly the back? What was she doing down there? Exactly the way it was <laughs> in all of her fantasies. Yeah, of course I didn't, but I wanted to. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rourke, are you and Luriel still coming to my Iris Day cookout? The moment was broken when his head raised in response to the sheep woman's voice, and Violet <laughs> realized with a jolt that the question had been directed at him. Seems kind of insensitive to call her a sheep woman. There's not a better term for that <laughs> in this world. What did that sheep woman say back there? Rourke. That was his name. The initials on his file had been all, the most intriguing question mark of them all. R.M., followed by the eight-digit identification number. She had pored over non-human baby-naming websites, looking up the most common Minotaur names of the last several decades, trying to decide if he seemed like more of a Rugar or a Ravis. No, it was Rourke. I prefer Rourke. Man, I feel like you rent cars from a Ravis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ravis charged me a late fee. Violet couldn't wait until she was alone to say his name aloud and learn its shape. The tasting on her... (laughs) She yells alone. (laughs) The tasting on her tongue, feeling enormously grateful to the barista for the windfall of information. This lady's a pervert, dude. She's sick. This is your job. She's nosy. She is nosy. She's nosy and she's unprofessional. Who just goes home and Googles names trying to figure out what this guy's name is? This guy comes in to get his daily pump off. Anonymously. <laughs> He's not trying to make friends. He didn't tell. It's called HIPAA. Okay. Yeah, right? Come on. She's violating some kind of laws here. Poor Rourke. Hope he's not. I wonder. He, I hope he's married. Oh, but who's L'Oreal? As long as I'm in town, I'll pop in. You know, I can't make any promises with my schedule. <laughs> nice, good choice for Rourke. Yeah, he would say that. She tisked, shaking her head at his non-committal response. But well, we haven't seen the two of you in months. I'm not taking no for an answer. Yo, he's married, dude. Also, oh. I hope he's wearing little readers, little glasses. That's what I'm thinking. That'd be fun. Like the Dave Bautista glasses in yeah, Blade Runner? exactly, yes. Yeah. Huge, hulking Rourke with little glasses and business casual clothes. Well, if I'm traveling, you can put a picture of my head on a popsicle stick and pretend I'm there. And I'm not making plans for L'Oreal. Don't try to get me in trouble like that. Violet's warm feelings for the ew-faced woman shriveled as she continued to good-naturedly carp over Rourke and the mysterious L'Oreal, having missed the last several parties she'd thrown. Of course he wasn't single. Of course there was a girlfriend in the picture, maybe even a wife. It's well, his it's wife, God daughter. Even weirder. Somehow, in all of her daydreams, she'd never imagined him being coupled, even though she should have suspected he would be handsome, successful, a voice that sent a shiver up the listener's back, and a cock that would leave his partner seeing stars. Yikes. What's this guy's job, you think, Rourke? He wears nice clothes. You think he's, uh, he's an executive, huh? He's probably an exec. I think he's just a professional comer. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, if it pays the bills. I was thinking that was a hobby. I was picturing him in the C-suite of a... Yeah, I thought he was a, like a... It's like a day trader or something. That's his charitable donations that he can write off. That's right. I did uh, 200 tanks this year. <laughs> That's 8,000 lip glosses. Okay. You think they get paid? Doing good for the world. 
Do they get paid? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is a donation, medical donation. Same way you do if you go donate blood or plasma. You or donate blood, you get like a Walmart gift card. Yeah. You don't, like, you don't get like money. He gets a gift card to this coffee shop. All right. Well, let's stop there. <laughs> we don't get any more hint of who this L'Oreal is. It's we'll, fine. We'll figure it out. All right, fine. Jeez Louise. Okay. We finally hit a part that wasn't about this dude's big heavy balls and we're ready to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it look. still kind of was about It that, was, though. yeah. She can't get him off her mind. How many pages we got left? Uh, one more than the last page. So two. That's math. Let's jump ahead now to the next page of Morning Glory Milking Farm by CM Nascosta. All right. Welcome back. We're reading Morning Glory Milking Farm. This is... Uh, next page <laughs> sorry it's not a good intro hey welcome back this is what am i doing what am i doing i'm doing it like it's the beginning of the podcast all right ganesh let's hear more of the morning glory milking farm their first date had been at a cozy little trattoria around the corner from her apartment in the city and he'd been a perfect gentleman what they're on a date damn i guess that wasn't his wife or it was and they're uh open or there's adultery happening that could be just straight up affair, a liaison. Bridgeton boasted a multi-species population like most large cities. And although humans were the majority, she had begun to pay closer attention after his comments about majority culture. As she went on about her days, noticing the goblins and trolls who were nearly invisible in the backdrop of the city's hustle and bustle. Wow, the woke police have taken over. She discovered that her little corner bodega carried a small selection of items similar to those she had seen at the Food Griffin. Kelp-flavored crisps and oddly colored drinks, all stuffed on the lowest shelf at the back of the store. This book is very PC, very pre-com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will say, I do appreciate I do appreciate that we're getting into the cultural nuance of being a minotaur in this world. <laughs> I didn't think. I thought it was going to be straight dick through a hole, whole book. Glad to hear something about... You know, it's background. Violet had watched open-mouthed one evening as a petite goblin with wide hips and a sleeve of colorful tattoos, clutching the hand of a small child, entered the store while she was leaning into the ice cream case. She had stepped back with her strawberry crunch cone, watching as the goblin woman bent, releasing hold of her child, and practically needing to kneel to load her shopping basket with items from the bottom shelf. She had let the woman go ahead of her in line as the little boy grew fidgety, and the whole episode had left her discomfited. She tried to imagine being forced to do all of her grocery shopping at the overpriced mini mart without having half a dozen other options and remembered the conversation she'd overheard in the locker room one day as Kirimi and one of the other technicians bemoaned the skyrocketing property market in Cambrick Creek. No wonder other species want to move there. Damn, pretty fucked up. We're getting into the gentrification of this, this world. I'm into it. I'm all in on this book now. He had met her at the restaurant that Saturday night, standing sentinel on the sidewalk as she scurried across the street, blushing that he had beaten her when she lived right around the corner. Of well, course, of course they beat you. I can run 50 miles per hour. I'm a minotaur. Of course, Mr. Always in Control is punctual. Why are you surprised? She asked about where he'd lived in the city, realizing from his description of the neighborhood that it wasn't terribly far from her own apartment, explaining why he'd been immediately familiar with her suggestion. Uh, well, my ex-wife kept the townhouse, he went on. Wow. Okay. This dude is rich. Able to just let the townhouse go without a fight? In this market? 
He went on, eyes dropping to the wine glass before him. And my business is in Cambric Creek, so I tend to not have much reason to come into the city these days. I wonder if he's got kids. Until now, he conceded, flashing her one of those brilliant smiles. Well, what happened? She blurted, desperately needing an answer to the question that had been turning over in his in her mind. She had come home from the coffee shop that night, nearly floating over the way the evening had ended, immediately beelining to her laptop to stalk him online. She wasn't especially proud that she'd developed a knack for digging up dirt on people, but over the years, she discovered a talent for rooting out extended family members' social media. She knew his birthday, and now she knew his name. It was more than enough. In the end, she'd found his ex-wife first. Ooh, I wonder what she's like. Minotaur, you think? Or human? Does he have a type? Most people's accounts were set to private these days, circumventing online snoops like her. But the glamorous woman... Woman doesn't mean shit. Because we heard about Sheep Woman earlier. They're all... Maybe she's half, like, rat, half uh, dragon or something. That'd be hot. (laughs) With the crimson smile and public-facing everything, profile after profile, different social platforms that all link together, Violet paged through the highly curated, glossy life of her bull's former spouse. Her mind had supplied her with the image of someone taller and slender, like the tiefling at the coffee shop. Mm Mm-mm. Not his type. Short and stout. That's what he likes. The voluptuous beauty posing beside a green-tiled swimming pool, her long ebony hair wrapped in a turban with oversized ivory sunglasses, hiding her eyes and red-painted lips stretched wide. Interesting look. (laughs) Human-looking, save for the cowl-like tail that swished behind her and the curious dark shadow of her back. What are we working with here? Well, he doesn't dislike human anatomy. At least you know that much. As she toggled back and forth between social platforms, scrolling through the endless feed of selfies and stage photos, Violet noticed a complete absence of real life. No family outings, no milestones or pets, no hint of the man with whom the smiling woman had once shared her life. Oh yeah, she probably deleted all that stuff from social media after they broke up. Okay, it's normal. She had recognized the mark of someone reinventing herself and understood the compulsion well. It would have been easy to do had she found that dream job she had been expecting right out of school, filling her social media with artsy black and white photos of Bridgeton and her life in the big city, the overpriced burnt coffee from up the street balancing on a ledge, overlooking the high-rises across the water. It would have been easy to hide her humble beginnings and human family, just as this woman had had completely hidden away any hint of whom she might have been when she'd been his wife. I gotta say, you were right. This book is well written. It truly begs the question, if you could write this well, why make a book about uh, minotaur milking? <laughs> hey, write what you love, dude. Write what you know. Now let me ask you this, because <laughs> it does seem like this woman is like totally human. Do you think that the tail is like plastic surgery? No, what I think is she's half human. Like a human. BBL. I, I think she's half human, half minotaur. She's mixed. The ex-wife we're talking about, right? Yeah. I'm thinking she's half and half. Because hmm. that can, ha- I mean, it's implied in this book that you can have kids. She was talking about wanting to have this Minotaur man's kids. So, like, there's got to be cross, I don't know, breeding. I don't know what to say here. That doesn't sound fucked up. But listen, these are goblins and Minotaurs, okay? I don't know what to say about it. But they got to have features of each other. A half human, half Minotaur would stand to reason they'd look like a human with a tail. That's and maybe, fair. And maybe little horns. What if they were all bull, but with a human's bare ass? That's also possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> 
They pull the kid out ass first, and like, huh? Uh, and then it's just all bull for the rest of the way. We had different priorities by the end. It wasn't any one big thing. It's not like someone was cheating or anything like that. We just we fell out of love. It was just one of those things. She wanted to travel. I was just starting my business. All of her friends were single. I was always working. We drifted apart, and pretty soon we were strangers who happened to live together. I was far too boring for her in any case. Well, I have great news for you because I'm the most boring person I know. Oh, that is great news. The rich sound of his laughter had spilled over her like a thick flood of dark chocolate, warmer and more vibrant than the quiet huffs she had heard at the farm. You don't bore me, not in the slightest. If she had thought at the time that the two bottles of red wine they had shared would have lubricated the path back to her bed, she might have been disappointed. He had walked her to the door of her building, and the invitation to come up had never had a chance to escape her mouth. Warwick is a gentleman, dude. This guy... Class. All class. What do you think his last name is? It is it McGork? Mork McGork. <laughs> it must be. It's an M name. Yeah, I remember. I was trying to. Th- I was racking my brain earlier, trying to come up with an M name that went with it. And McGork is it. That's it. His mouth was wider than those belonging to any of her previous partners, wide enough to engulf her completely. But his lips were soft and his wide tongue hot and rough, and he'd kissed her until she was clinging to him and dizzy. I've wanted to do that for a very long time. Deep and dark, his voice had rumbled against her exactly the way she'd suspected it might. Well, I enjoyed spending time with you, Violet. I hope we can do it again soon. Goodbye, Rourke. Well, see you later. See you later. See see you later. (laughs) Use one of those. Don't use all of them. Use all of them. That's how she said it. I really put my foot into there. I said, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) See you at my labor when I have our baby. I mean, see you later. <laughs> a full blown bull with a bare human ass coming right out of me. All right. Well, let's stop there. All right. I'm impressed with Rourke. Okay. Dork McGork. <laughs> That's the baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rourke is a sweetheart. Okay. She's a little hornball devil, but, you know, I guess maybe they match. Maybe it's a good match. Who's to say? Do you want to jump ahead and finish this thing? Yeah, out? let's just finish this off real quick. All right. We'll be right back with more of uh, Morning Glory Milking Farm. <laughs> Devil with a graduate degree could be like a country song. It, damn. Yeah, it could be. Man, I feel like we're so far past the milking farm. We're This is real life now. We're getting into the thick of it. I'm loving this book now. This is like the next Game of Thrones to me. It's gone from sci-fi stuff to like uh, Felicity. Yeah. What's it? This is, should be the next adaptation for HBO Max. All right. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back for the gripping conclusion of Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascosta. Ganesh, let's give it a satisfying ending here. A happy ending. Their relationship had moved quickly, and she'd fretted to Gellis one afternoon her fear that they would burn out as quickly as they'd ignited. But her friend disagreed. Well, it would be different if you were all passion. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not saying that there's not passion there. I love a nasty little f- friend. Yeah, nasty little freak. Gellis. Raising a hand to stave off Violet's 
protest, but you actually spent time together. It took him a hundred years to give you the old dickery dock, so I don't think you need to worry about flaming out too fast. Damn, she got the dickery dock. Besides, <laughs> you lot are here for a minute and then you're gone. Love the ones you love while you have a chance. Damn, how long does this person live? <laughs> He's a wizard and he's lived for 3,000 years. I'm a turtle and I'm 450 years old. Nope, it's a bull because she stroked down his cock in a constant tugging motion, pulling on his balls in opposite intervals, smiling when he huffed and snorted above her. This is somebody she's talking to? This is like a client? (laughs) This one's all business. She doesn't have feelings for this guy. This is just straight. This We're just knocking this one out real quick. His head was leaking by the time she began to pump his heavy shaft in earnest, his hips meeting the padded bench rhythmically. I feel, I I only want to hear this kind of talk about Rourke. I don't, you but shouldn't you be don't thinking. You don't want to hear about Gellis' uh, dickery doc. Yeah, come on. Gellis, treat him with some respect, right? He's just your client. You're not in love. Oh, wait, this is Rourke. Wait, what? Who's that voice you just did? That was Gellis. Where is he? <laughs> Does that was, I don't know, dude. <laughs> They're all in the room together. No way. No, What's going on was, here? I think Explain she was, yourself. Okay. It looks like that was a previous conversation that she was recounting. Oh. And now we're going back to the present where she stroked down his cock in a constant Jeez. hugging motion, pulling on his balls in opposite intervals. At least it's Rourke. He still comes to the office for this shit. Like, you can do this stuff at home now. You're dating. She doesn't have tanks at home. Well, she should get a couple. Don't get any funny ideas. I'm going to be doing to you, doing this to you later tonight. Tonight and tomorrow and Sunday morning. There's a conflict of interest here. This shouldn't be allowed. This goes against uh, the rules of the farm. Greedy girl. She could tell by the way his breath hitched that he was close to coming. So she reached back to retrieve the nozzle. <laughs> and one day I have to go sign papers for my apartment. Can we get a heavy duty vacuum cleaner sound effect in the background here? <laughs> Rourke jerked sharply at her words, but she was already working the nozzle down his engorged shaft grinning at the deep low he let out. The green light clicked on as she milked his heavy balls, feeling the pulse of his eruption thudding through them. As familiar as her own heartbeat, the white-filled bottle was tagged and placed in the corner before she hopped lightly up the short staircase, finding him still laying over the padded bench. Tagged with, it says 2% on the side. You got the job? I got the job, she confirmed, leaning in to meet his kiss. What job? She's done with this? She's, She's done with this life, this lifestyle? He called just before I came into the room. Well, I hope that apartment is a short-term lease. A riot of butterflies moved through her chest. She loved him, of that she was certain. She couldn't imagine not waking up every weekend to his heavy arm over her or having dessert first at every meal. And even though it was wildly premature in a conversation she wouldn't dream of broaching until well after her lease was up, she secretly wondered if he'd ever consider having another ring fitted through his wide pink nose. I knew he had one. Oh. Damn, is that other one? Oh, that's ex- like that's a- that's his ex-wives. The first you, I, it's where they put their wedding ring. Yeah. Wow. The nose. See, mm-hmm. that makes this book a 10 out of 10. Yep. Just that alone. That's it. It's one year and then it's month to month. Time to log it on Goodreads. Five stars. Oh, that's perfect. I wouldn't unpack everything if I were you. His lips were soft and his tongue was hot. And his kiss left her breathless, as it always did, before he pulled himself up to his feet to do his pants. <laughs> now, excuse me, little lady, I gotta buckle up. It was a relief that the new job would be flexible, because she'd hate leaving this place, Violet considered. Morning Glory Farm had indeed been a lifeline in more ways than one. There was no doubt in her mind that if she hadn't clicked that listing, she'd be sitting in the loft above the garage, depressed and anxious and still horribly in debt. 
no Caprine coffee shops, no vampire restaurants, and certainly no Mega Milkers pin on her bag. Yeah, we, for one, all right, I'm going to go right past the Mega Milkers pin. There was a <laughs> vampire restaurant we missed. Ugh, terrible. That's exactly the kind of thing I want to hear. She would never have met him, would never know the secret smile he possessed if he had not been in her life, and she had this place to thank. I have something very important to ask you, he rumbled, arm drawing around her waist. Will you pull that that suction tube off of my balls, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hoping you'll say yes. Well, what is it? There's something called a chocolate lava explosion at that new arcade restaurant that just opened up, and I need to find out what it is. And I really don't think I'm going to be able to share it. And that place is going to be crawling with kids, so I don't want to go in. So I was thinking if I order online, maybe you could... You want me to go in and get your little kid's dessert (laughs) that you have no intention of sharing with me? Well, if it's not too much trouble, I'll make it up to you, sweetheart. She was going to settle into her new life in Cambric Creek. She was going to ace this new job. She was going to listen to his neighbor's very good advice. If you love each other and you're good together, then it's worth it. You better believe you will. After all, Violet thought, if a job was worth doing, it was worth doing well. The end. The end. Wow. Wow. Thoughts? I am... Pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. That, sec- that, that that graphic scene was so graphic. And I was like, if this whole book is like that, we may have to just... This may be the first episode we end early. I'm sure there are other insane scenes like that. Surely. But we got a lot of the good backstory. And honestly, mm-hmm. sounds like they fell in love. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, this was better than a book called Morning Glory Milking Farm had any right to be. It sounds like you want a full uh, prestige drama adaptation of it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. You tell me that wouldn't be a good TV show? This whole world with goblins and... For old times' sake, who's in it? Who are we casting? Holy shit. For the woman, the main character, Violet, I'm going to say that's Zoe Dashnell. All right. Shane doesn't look like he agrees. That's fine. Whatever. Who are you Who are you envisioning? Who are you thinking for the bull? I think the bull is CGI and is voiced by Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yikes. Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas oh, that's Hayden good. Church, that's perfect. I'm thinking no CGI, it's practical effects, and it's this year's It Boy, Pedro Pascal. Hey, all right. What about a Skarsgård? What about a Skarsgård? Yeah, okay, sure. He's Gellis or whatever. <laughs> the old Skarsgård. Stellan. Yeah, no, I think well, it could work. I'd watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, good enough. That was pretty good, actually. Okay. I thought we might have to hit the emergency eject button, and then it ended up being one of my favorites. Yeah. Good. I begrudgingly say, good job, Ganesh. You picked a good one. Your first one, big swing and a miss. Second backup option, pretty good. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. You guys got anything else to say? You ready? To, it's good to be back. Ready to hit the old dusty trail? Yeah, it's good, good to be back. Good to be back there's more where that came from we'll be back soon with another free app in the meantime if you want to catch up we released a couple episodes this year on patreon already patreon.com slash let's stop there five bucks you get access to our whole backlog of premium apps um, and you get access to our discord come hang out make some requests chat with us and the whole gang over there um you can also find us at oh you know what i let me take a minute Thanks to Chris Linkwist for our artwork. Thanks to Mortuaries for our music. Thanks to you for listening. You can find us at uh, letstopthere.com. Let's stop there on social media. Give us a phone call, 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Rate and review. Please go tell your friends about it. Maybe not this episode specifically, unless you're comfortable sharing that kind of thing with them. Anything else? Did I miss anything there, Ganesh? Nope. All good? All good, boss. All good, boss.
Morning Glory Milking Farm. Thanks, CM Nacosta. Nascosta. We'll catch you next time on Let's Stop There. <laughs>